By the raise of hands, who has given up on a good night's sleep? You feel like you've tried everything and still you view sleep as a milestone that you'll never reach. You are a lost cause and all hope is gone. Or is it? What if I introduce you to the founder of Sleep Science Academy, Devin Burke, who doesn't believe in lost causes? He helps exhausted insomniacs get and stay asleep so they can wake up with more peace, power, and presence. Devin is a best-selling author, a TEDx speaker, renowned sleep coach, and founder of Sleep Science Academy, which helps people stop suffering and start sleeping using a unique holistic approach based in science. He was named one of the top 25 health coaches in America, and he has studied innovative holistic coaching methods from some of the world's top health and human performance experts for over a decade. Okay, do you feel a little glimmer of hope creeping back in? You know, it's funny, but as we're approaching a new year and individuals are setting their goals and working on self-improvement, there can be quite a few of us who forget about the significance of sleep. Maybe maybe you've just never dove into the science or maybe you have never really understood how sleep can really be rippling and affecting all of your other health habits. I am purposely putting an expert on sleep into your ears as we enter into 2023, because this might be your game changer on making all of your other goals a reality. This would be a good one to stay tuned. Thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lindsay House, registered dietitian, private trainer, accountability coach, author. I have been working with clients for over 13 years, passionately changing the culture of health and fitness. I'm out here smashing scales, helping individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like in their life. I want to change generational thinking, no more all or nothing mentality, get rid of the diets and believe in the individualized journey. We are stronger than we will ever accept and beautifully made just the way we are. Keep your eyes on your own paper and trust your own path. Thank you for trusting me and letting me be a constant encouragement through your week. Let's get this motivation started. Welcome to your podcast, Direction, Not Perfection. I am so excited to introduce our Direction, Not Perfection community to Devin Burke, who is an international and TEDx speaker, the best-selling author of The Sleep Advantage, the founder of Sleep Science Academy, and one of the top health and sleep coaches in the world. His books, keynotes, programs, and videos have inspired thousands of people to improve their sleep, energy, and their life. Welcome, Devin. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. Excited to talk sleep. I know, me too. You know, I haven't done a lot of talks on sleep, and I really feel like our listeners are going to eat this up today and have so many questions. So we are going to do a two-part series, and today will be our kickoff. And it'll be more broad brushstrokes of really understanding like the foundations of why sleep, why we need it, the health of sleep. And so I'm going to just turn the mic over to you and talk as long as you want on this, like, how did you get passionate here and your belief system around why you really do believe that sleep is it. This is the starting point of health. Sure. I'll give you the short version of a long story, but um, (laughs) I like most people thought sleep was a waste of time. And it was because I'm a really good sleeper. And so, 
in growing up, my family used to call me narco, short for narcoleptic, as like a joke, because they would all be watching mm-hmm. sports and I'd be passed out on the couch. So I really, honestly, I studied a lot of different things before I, I started helping people with sleep. And wh- what led me into sleep was I was working with a lot of high performing entrepreneurs, people that own companies and businesses, more of mindset life coaching. And someone came to me with a sleep issue and asked me for help. And I said, well, let me look into it. I don't really know that much about it. And I was blown away by what I found. Not only did I discover it is the foundation of health, but there's not a lot of good solutions for people that have sleep issues, you know, primarily their sleeping pills. And so that really piqued my interest. Um, so long story short, I started to really dive into the science and started to understand, well, why is sleep important? How can we improve sleep if we're not sleeping? Um, I was able to help this one individual. And I said, well, if I can help him, I can help the 40 other plus million people that have sleep issues. Um, and that's really what got me into so passionate about sleep and talking about it all the time, <laughs> all day long. So isn't that funny how a path can turn? <laughs> yeah, it is. I never, if you would ask me, uh, you know, six years ago, if I would be talking about sleep and giving TEDx uh, presentations on sleep and writing books on sleep, I'd be like, what are you, are you no? Like that is the last, the furthest thing that I thought I would be, um, educating people on and, and, and sharing about. Um, but I just didn't know. It's like, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So uh, I'm really grateful for that turn because so many people, this is such a big problem for so many people. And it really is when you think about it from what's most important in our health and longevity, it goes air, right? We last a couple of minutes without air, a couple of days without water. The next most important thing in that line is sleep. Then it's nutrition. Then it's exercise or movement. So in most people, when they think about their health, well, they they really just focus on that last two categories, which is the fitness and nutrition part, and they never really make it to understanding how important sleep is. Um, and when you're doing it right, you're able to train harder. You're able to, you know, you make better decisions. You're able to lose weight. There's so many reasons why sleep is is essential, which I'm sure we're going to get into in this conversation. Um, but just most people like, like my, I think most people just don't realize they think exercise and nutrition health, right? But there's this whole other sort of foundational piece that's called sleep. Um, that's so, so, so important. Why do you think that people don't automatically go there? You know, I do think it's becoming a little more, a little more known or a little more talked about, but yeah. why is that not one of the first areas we go, this might really be affecting me? I think that there's two two parts to that question. I I thought about this a lot. One, it's culturally looked at as a waste of time. You snooze, you lose. You know, sleep when you're dead. So there's this whole sort of cultural thing around sleep, and then it's you know people were unconscious. It's not sleep isn't sexy. Like most people see sleep as a waste of time. They really do. They see it as wasted time. People, there's something called sleep procrastination where people don't want to sleep because they feel like they're missing out on their life. And actually, Mm -hmm. when you don't sleep enough, you're missing out on your life because uh, it affects every aspect of your life. But there's, yeah, so there's the culture of stigmas. And then there's just like the unconscious part for people that it's not an issue for. It's just, you don't think about it. It only becomes when it's an issue, does it become like, okay, this is, a huge thing that I need to focus on. So 
unfortunately, sleep is is not sexy. That's but now it is turning. It is becoming sexy. It is, you know, a lot of celebrities, a lot of you know athletes. There's a lot more science around it now. So now there's a lot more talk about it, and people are starting to to understand how important it is now. So that's that's a good thing. I agree. The studies are helping immensely. So this is funny. I am definitely your narcoleptic twin over here. Like I have never had a problem. I was the one falling asleep on the couch too. Even in college, my housemates would joke because like at some point in the night I would sneak off because I'm like, and I'm out, I'm going to bed. Like I love (laughs) my sleep. Yes. Like where'd Lindsay go? Oh, she snuck off again. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a, I mean, that's such a gift. I didn't realize that it was a gift. I kind of used to think of it like almost, it was kind of like a curse sometimes because I, you know, it's like everyone's having fun. I'm I'm like you, I'm off in the corner sleeping. What's interesting about that, and I don't know if this is in your experience, but when I actually started to study sleep and like apply what I was learning and track my sleep, I realized that I wasn't as good of a sleeper as I thought. And maybe the reason why I was sleeping so much or so well was because I wasn't getting into these deeper stages of sleep where restoration actually happens. And so it was really interesting when I started to track my sleep to see, wow, I wasn't actually getting 20% of my total sleep time in deep sleep or, or REM sleep. And these trackers are not hundred percent accurate, but oh, they're, they're pretty good. They're getting better with the algorithms and the technology. So, and when I started to actually implement some of the changes and get deeper sleep and more REM sleep, I noticed a big difference in how I felt. Um, so that was that was an interesting this personal discovery on on my journey here. Yeah, I could see that being a big aha. I feel like my brain always goes to at this point in my life, I know that I drink coffee or I know that I do some things that, and I would like for you to go into some of those watch outs. I like have so many questions for you. I don't know where to start. I think one of them, as you and I are saying that we're so blessed that comes easy to us. It would probably help for individuals to hear what are the scary things about not sleeping enough? Like why should people's ears perk up at this moment and go take note? This is important. Yeah. So, well, there's not an important area of your life that isn't affected when you're you're not getting enough sleep. So from a health and longevity standpoint, every single major disease from cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, everything, your risk for all of those major diseases massively increases when you're not getting the optimal amount of sleep. So a lot of people think, well, that's far away, I, you know, well, it, it's going to be a lot sooner than you think if you don't prioritize and protect sleep. And I, I don't want to kind of like doom and gloom and like scare people into prioritizing their sleep. But if you really look at the science and you start to look at the studies and you understand what happens every single night, meaning like the glimpse system in our brain where the beta amyloid, the tau, the plaque that build up that create all our timers, that's when that gets cleaned out. Um, we have cancer in our bodies everyone has cancer in their bodies these damaged free you know cells it's during the night that the body's clearing that out repairing that and so if you're not getting enough sleep or enough quality of sleep those processes over time are not are not really working the way that they they need to be and that leads to cancer um that leads to heart disease that leads to diabetes that leads to all these different things um not to mention from a cognitive standpoint, our memory. I mean, it's during the night that short-term memory gets shuttled to long-term storage. It's when we're underslept, we're not able to retain information. We misread emotion. We're more irritable. We crave sugar and fat like crazy. We wonder why we can't lose weight because our cortisol is high. 
So there's so many reasons why sleep really is something that people want to focus and protect and prioritize. And if they're not doing it well, really focus on, on how to, how to do it well. Yes. And thank you for pointing out, we are definitely not here to do this scare tactic. That is like the last way that both of us, both Devin and I are coaches. Like the last thing we want to do is come in with that tactic. It is a, it's building insight today and acknowledging the fact that this is, that's real and it does need attention. And so like lowest hanging fruit, I like to talk about a lot where maybe our listeners today could go, okay, that freaks me out because I'm a terrible sleeper. And what have I already done to my body? What would be a conversation that you'd have with one of your clients if they were like now panicked? (laughs) Yes. I'm so happy. Such a great question. So we have this thing at Sleep Science Academy. We have these, these three P's that people fall into when they're having sleep issues. And one of the P patterns we call them is the pedestal pattern. And it's where people put sleep on a pedestal. Now, here's the tricky thing about it. It actually deserves to be on a pedestal. But by putting it on a pedestal, paradoxically, you are creating this, this really this anxiety, this fear, you're giving something, this power, and that creates activation, which can be the very thing that keeps you from having your body do it. Cause sleep's kind of one of these things. Sleep is a result. It's not the problem. And that was the other P people treat it like it's a problem. They're problem solvers. Problem solvers usually have sleep issues. They're like, okay, my sleep's a problem. I need to solve it. And they're treating it like it's a problem and it's not a problem. It's the result. It's just a result. So there's probably, if there's problems, they're, they're not sleep. We need to see what, what are the real problems. And then the other P is the perfectionist pattern. And this is where people that are trying to make the perfect, you know, they're trying to make it perfect and sleep happens. And so if you're trying to do, you're trying to force and control sleep, that's a sure strategy to not sleep well, because it happens. You can't force or control it. It just happens. So these are really important things for people to understand, but that pedestal one is is usually a tricky one for people. So, um, you know, so hopefully that makes sense and, and is valuable for people listening to this. Just having the awareness of these patterns is, is helpful. Absolutely. I think I'm a pedestal girl. Cause like I, that was my biggest fear going into pregnancy and newborn was, oh my gosh, my sleep. Like I know I'm not going to be the same human being that I want to be <laughs> without the right amount of sleep. So yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Run through them one more time. Pedestal. Yeah. So it's the pedestal pattern, right? This problem solver pattern. And then there's the perfectionist pattern. So I, we call them at sleep science Academy. We call them the three P's. And most people that I've discovered after working with thousands of people that have really bad issues with their sleep, most people have all three or at least one or two of these patterns going on. And just having the realization that, you, oh, wow, that is going on and that that's not helpful to improve mm-hmm. sleep is a huge step in the right direction. I apologize for the brief interruption, but as we head into the new year, I have a few encouragements to throw your way. Don't forget to fuel both your body and your brain as we think through positive actions that we could be taking into 2023. Yes, we need to work on healthy eating, on sleep, on movement. However, I also find it extremely important to feed and fuel our brain with motivational, inspirational content, people, 
messaging? What if every time you scrolled through social media, you had a word of encouragement waiting for you? A tip, an insight, a challenge that's going to inch you forward in your goals. What if we curated our social media, our social scene, our books, you get the point, to information that we are welcoming in, that's bettering our days? Well, one place you can start is by joining our free Direction Not Perfection community. You can direct message me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn and just request to join the group or head over to healthaccountabilitycoach.com and there's a clickable link waiting for you that will direct you right into our group. So get excited. New fun things that I'm gearing up for in the new year. And one example is some live power coaching with another coach that I absolutely love and adore, Robin Sachs. She balances me out because she comes from a confidence and mindset coaching background. And we're going to take listeners' questions as well as volunteers who would like to be power coached. And we're going to do this live on LinkedIn, and I will be sharing the video in our direction, Not Perfection community, as well as other content that can be motivational, again, inspirational, just someplace that you can go to feel encouraged. I'm trying to set you up with as many tools as possible for this healthy, happy new year. And another way I'm doing this is with our interviewed guest today. So without further delay, let's get back to this interview. Okay, so awareness. So somebody comes in and they build awareness. And then where? Do, what's the next step? Yeah, so once you have the awareness, then it's around getting the tools, right? And understanding, well, what is it that... I mean, we, we start people... So the way that we address sleep is a little bit backwards. And let me explain what I mean by that. So when most people have sleep issues, they look at their environment. So they do what's called like sleep hygiene. So they make the room cold and dark and they maybe have a nighttime ritual and they do things um, like that, which are great, but that's really for quality of sleep. Then they usually, then they go to, okay, well, if that's not working, then they look at the physiology. Okay. There must be something physically wrong with me. Maybe there's, I need to change my diet or I need to start exercising or I'm doing too much whatever. So then they go to the physiology. Then they finally go to the psychology of like, maybe it's like how I'm thinking about this. That's literally the journey that most people go. They go from the environment, right? Then they go into the physiology, then psychology. We What we do is we go psychology first, physiology second, then we go into the environment. Um, because the environment is really the last thing that re- that's really for sleep quality. That's not going to help you if you're not getting enough sleep or if you have hyper arousal loops because you're telling yourself a story that's creating fear, that's then releasing cortisol and adrenaline in the middle of the night, which of course you're not going to be able to sleep if that's happening. That your body thinks that it's getting chased by a tiger. That's not going to go to sleep. So that's how we so so once you have the awareness and there's a lot of awarenesses within those sort of buckets if you will but having the awareness that maybe you have one of these patterns then understanding okay well what am i thinking that's not true right what am i telling so we always look at like what's useful and what's not useful and so you have the awareness okay this is going on and then just asking the question like is that useful right mm-hmm. So is it like tonight, if somebody is listening to this and they're definitely a pedestal person, is it useful to think about, oh my God, I'm going to get cancer and, and, and heart disease and diabetes because Devin told me, 
is that useful when you're going to sleep? No, it's not. So, so this is where you can practice some acceptance, some mindfulness. Um, this is where, you know, some emotional intelligence can come in. Um, we, we teach a lot of different sort of strategies, but only when people have the foundation awareness and understanding of why they're using these strategies. Um, and one big thing, as I kind of close my loop here, it's a big one, uh, is you, people, I find people fall into this trap of they're doing things so that they sleep. I'm going to meditate or I'm going to exercise or I'm going to do this or that so that I sleep. There's an expectation there. That's dangerous because then whatever you do, if if your sleep doesn't improve, now you get even more anxious or excited or worried about it. So just do the things to do them because they create the opportunity for sleep to happen. It's a really important distinction for people listening to this to understand. You cannot force or control sleep. So if you're doing something with the thought of I'm doing this so that I can sleep, you're in the danger zone because that's going to create, there's this expectation, there's this attachment and it's, it, that can be the very thing that keeps you from sleeping. Right. So it's such a fine line though. So we can't have that expectation, but you're saying you're doing it because it's a possibility. Yes. The greatest opportunity for sleep to happen because we can't force or control sleep. And it's like, that's the thing. People get into the mindset of, oh, I'm going to, I can, I can force or control my sleep. And this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to take my supplements and I'm going to do my meditation. And then I'm going to whatever, I'm going to get in bed and count the sheep. And then, and then, then I'm going to sleep. And that's maybe, maybe not. So that expectation of it's, it's, it's really interesting. It's a very thin kind of hairline distinction that makes actually a big difference for people that have issues with their sleep, believe it or not. Yeah, no, I can see that. I feel like expectation is one of those words that keeps coming up in my world too, because people expectations in general are normally further away from our reality and really needing to close that chasm, that gap, because if we close it, then we're winning a lot more. And if our gap's too big, then we're losing a lot more. And I could see that with sleep too, like you're saying, that there'd be a lot more failures if you just expected this melatonin, this meditation is going to change everything. No, it's part of the journey. That's right. Thank you. You have a way of speaking that really gives like some really clear visuals. So I I appreciate that. I feel like my audience is going to kill me if I let you go before we talk about, because you already mentioned this, but that weight loss can even be part of this. Talk on that for a second. So a couple of things happen that are connected to weight loss during the night. So the first thing during the night, we're actually burning a lot of fat. And when we're not getting enough sleep, our two things happen. Well, first our cortisol gets elevated and normally cortisol's the fat storing hormone, stress hormone is highest in the morning, right? That's natural. That's good. But when we have sleep debt, what's happening is that cortisol is higher and it stays higher throughout the day. So we're essentially our body's more stressed and the stress body holds on to, it thinks it needs to hold on to resources, AKA, you know, fat to survive. Right. And then there's the, the balance between ghrelin and leptin, which are the hunger and the full signaling hormones. So what happens is then people crave sugar and fat like crazy and their bodies don't understand when they're full. 
because those two hormones, the signaling gets distorted, let's just say. And then there's the insulin connection. So your insulin gets thrown off. And, and this is also a big issue for, for blood sugar regularization um, and cravings. So they've done some really interesting studies on this. Even after, one, I think it was around five hours of sleep, you're, you're, you can look like you're pre-diabetic, even if you, were, you had healthy glucose levels just prior to that night of off sleeping. So it affects, even one night of sleep can drastically affect your hormones in that way, but it's all interplay of hormones when we're talking about weight loss. Then there's the cognitive functioning piece of this, where we make bad decisions because, well, we're, we're, we're tired. So, so we go for the, you know, the, uh, rather than the salad, we're like, oh, I need that hamburger and that milkshake. Um, just because we're tired, we're fatigued. And so it's really, it's unfortunately it's a disaster <laughs> for people that are trying to lose weight when they're not sleeping well. Yes. And I think that a lot of individuals hear it more from the emotional eating component that I'm emotionally eating. And that's what you covered at the end of what you were just saying, that we're tired, we're stressed, we're bored, we're and these things can all come from the state of exhaustion. And we want to fix the feeling and we fix it with food to get that burst of energy. But yeah. what I want everyone to hear right now is the first part of what you're saying. Like there is there are studies, there is evidence behind the hormonal aspect of this. Like we are truly, yeah. we're messing with our cortisol. We're messing with our ability to lose weight if the sleep component doesn't, if we don't address it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's, it's, it's really, and I've seen this with people where they have a really clean, healthy diet, bio-individual diet for them and they're exercising and they're holding on to weight. And we, when we start talking about their sleep, they're like, yeah, I don't sleep. And so it's, yeah, you're not, you don't have the energy to work out the way that you could and your body just isn't able to repair itself. I mean, that's the, 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 one of the primary functions of sleep is physical repair. Um, not to mention the connection between stress and sleep as well. There's a huge, they're bi-directionally linked. And this, it means that the, the more stress you experience, the less rest you experience, the less rest you experience, the more stress you experience. And a lot of people find themselves on this loop. And, and when I say stress, I mean mental stress, physical stress, emotional stress, spiritual stress, all types of stress. Um, and, you know, a stressed body, again, is, is going to hold on to what it feels like it needs to hold on to to survive, meaning it's going to hold on to, you know, fat because it thinks that it needs to. It's our bodies have this incredible intelligence um, that it's just, it's amazing. It just does it automatically. And that's because, but it should tell us that we need to, there's something that's out of balance and that's something usually sleep. So <laughs> hopefully that makes sense. Does. Oh, this is so good. And I hate to do this. I'm going to wrap us up with the promise of part two, where Devin and I are going to dive more into the science of this sleep, that your ROI, your return on investment with sleep for those of you who still are not buying in. <laughs> and before we do go, can you please shout out, I haven't even mentioned this, your amazing book, The Sleep Advantage, where people can find you, all of your resources. Yeah. So the sleep advantage, you can find it on Amazon. Uh, you could also find it on audible for people that don't like to read, um, which it's about four hour long. It's a quick book. It's not what I did was I really 
all the, the books that I read were really scientific and kind of boring. And they didn't really give you like, they told you why sleep was important, but not like how to actually get better sleep. So what I did is I wrote this book to just give people a roadmap to get improve their sleep without all like a little bit of science to get the buy-in, but um, just really tactical. So it's like, hey, what do I do? What can I do starting tonight um, to improve our sleep, which I'm sure we'll talk about in our next conversation. That's so good. I appreciate that. I feel like you're coming at everything from that coaching standpoint and it's tangible then it's that somebody can walk away and go, okay, I'm going to try that. And and I think we're seeking that we want the science, but we also want the quick takeaways. So again, you are wonderful. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening today. Whether you are working with me personally or just letting these podcasts speak into your life, I truly appreciate you trusting me on your journey, and I will always have some free materials waiting for you on my website at healthaccountabilitycoach.com. I have habit trackers, meal planning worksheets, blank calendars where you can track your daily successes. Come check it out and always feel free to reach out if you need any referrals, if you are seeking your own accountability, or if you just want to say hello and provide your beautiful insight and feedback. I appreciate your valuable time and listening ears. This topic served any purpose for you or you can picture that exact person who needed this. I'm always honored when you share the episode. We are making 2022 the year that we are going to pour motivation and inspiration onto others. I also always appreciate it when you leave a review on iTunes and rate the podcast. I send you off with all the praise and momentum you deserve for staying open-minded to new information, keeping that open mind to the idea that our journey will look different now, five years from now, slow and steady, y'all. It's not always instant gratification and not always that exciting but a much gentler and redeeming path that will serve you well throughout all the years and every season of life. Cheers to health and happiness.